on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Guys, Democrat candidates right now, as we're less than 30 days from the election, they don't want to debate. Makes you think, what's their strategy? I think they might just want to steal, right? It's their only hope. I want to welcome in everybody who's tuning into this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid on this Monday, guys. Great show by Jeremy. Great show by The Loud Majority. Great show by Antonio. Great show by Anna coming up after this. Support what we're doing at LFA. Help keep our show and all of the shows on the leaderboard. Make sure you rumble this video before we get started. Rumbling this video keeps what we're doing in the forefront of everything that that is the new wave of conservative media. Rumble is the future. LFA TV is the future. You guys are the future. Liberals done, not the future. We got a big show for you. We're going to expose so much. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live from New York on this Monday, October 17th. Joined in studio by the most bass producer in the game, producer Frankie. Frankie, how you doing, sir? Well, I am great to be here. All right. It's great. Great to be here. And it's great to have you guys in. And this is my favorite time of year, guys. It is my favorite time of year because this is the time where champions are made. It's the fourth quarter. If you guys like football, this is the fourth quarter for election season. You drive around your neighborhoods. You see the lawn signs out there. You see candidates jockeying for position. You see losers falling flat on their face saying, stupid things and we love to make fun of that on this show democrats and some rhino republicans just with the utter nonsense weak rhetoric but guys this is my favorite time of year because we have never seen an array of candidates like this we have never seen sound bites quite like this and it makes you wonder what is the strategy of the leftists what are the strategies of the rhinos who don't want to change anything but go back to the paul ryan agenda right makes you wonder so we're going to take you through here in this monologue just how bizarre it truly is becoming and what could be the ulterior motive behind this. How do they put this out as the product? How are these professional politicians? And then we call this a real election, right? Shouldn't it be like Republicans by 50 when you hear this kind of crap? So we're going to start in Minnesota. This is Minnesota's 2nd Congressional District, which is actually graded a toss-up election by the Cook Political Index. Frankie, this is what Democrats really think as it comes to their constituents versus their donors, Big Pharma. I will never stop standing up for Big Pharma and standing against my constituents. Yes, there you go. Thank you for saying the quiet part out loud. Yes, I will never. Big Pharma, they're good people. They give people drugs that they need, like little five-year-old children with a vaccine that caused them to have heart problems, and then you blame it on video games. Amazing. I will never stop standing up for them and standing up against my constituents. How dare they question the people that line my pockets? It's ridiculous. It is amazing. But guys, it's not. That is just the tip of the spear with how bizarre it is. Sometimes you get the Freudian slip where they tell the truth, like right there in Minnesota. And then you go out to Arizona, one of my favorite elections where you got Carrie Lake running against Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs, think about this, guys. She's running to be the governor of a state. That is essentially the chief executive of a state. And imagine running for a position. Imagine applying for a job. And you can't answer questions about the job to the people who want to interview. Imagine going into the interview and saying, no. No, I can't, I can't compete in this interview process with other candidates because I am the best candidate because I therefore declare. And if you want to interview other candidates, well, I'm not going to participate. I'm going to run in the bathroom of the office building and not interview, right? And you have to give me the job because I say so. 
That's like a, a loose analogy to what's going on here. So Katie Hobbs, Carrie Lake, she refuses to debate Carrie Lake the first time in the history of the country. Think about it. History of the country where, especially in a state that is toss-up, where the candidates will not debate each other because one candidate is refusing. We've never seen anything like this. Dana Bash asked Katie Hobbs. This was her response. They're questioning your decision, and they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona to know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is a lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting uh, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Oh, because she is a threat to democracy. Really? Listen, Katie, if you're going to be the champion of the people, if you're going to be the governor of a state, you're meaning to tell me you can't stand up against the person who you're running against, right? If you were qualified to be the governor, you couldn't stand up on the stage with Carrie Lake and slice her and dice her and make her look like a fool if you were a legitimate governor candidate. You're running to be the governor, and you refuse to to stand on a stage and run against them. It's amazing that Republicans across the country are always willing to stand up toe-to-toe in the face of their opponents and let them have it. That's because our ideas are pure, and their ideas, they cannot pass muster. They cannot talk to anybody. They cannot answer for these things unless it's in a controlled environment. Guys, this is the Biden-in-the-basement strategy gone national. Literally. That's where it came from. That's where it stemmed from. They Watch them steal the election and say, maybe if we just hide and don't say anything, they don't have to hear how terrible our ideas are. But guys, Katie Hobbs takes hiding and not saying anything to a new level. This is Project Veritas looking to talk to her. This is an incredible clip. Guys, governor candidate, look how fearful and weak this display is. Roll it. Inside of a restroom, she's grand. The secretary Hobbs has grand. Well, it gets better. Doesn't want to discuss policy with me. I would love the opportunity to have a substantive conversation about that issue. Do you want to talk about comments Mr. Todd made on camera? So the spokesperson walks in, trying to save the day. And look what he does. Yeah, he's like, get out of here. Your candidate's hiding. You don't own the restaurant. This is amazing. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look what he does. Look what he does. He's a spokesman, isn't he? talked about running from a debate. They're now both currently hiding in bathrooms. Amazing. That's amazing. Katie Hobbs runs in, hides in the bathroom. The spokesperson goes in, hides in the bathroom. Guys, the, these people care so little about the optics, maybe because all they could do is steal an election, that they cannot face a reporter from Project Veritas. And shout out to Project Veritas on that. So the chief spokesperson and the candidate are hiding in the men's and women's restrooms. The only thing off-brand of the Democrats is not it's the gender-neutral restroom. I guess that wasn't available in the close vicinity to get away from the reporter. It is amazing. So guys, all they can do, 
is set their narrative, control the narrative, hide in the basement, now hide in the bathroom, not answer questions. They're going for a big job, right? The governor, and they can't even stand up against what half of the other side of the state represents. Damned be trying to win over independent voters. We will just duck and cover and rely on the media to spread falsehoods and rely on a mail-in voting scheme. That's the Democrat plan. And that's exactly what fascists do, communists do. They don't want to answer for themselves. They don't want to be held accountable to the people because they feel they don't owe the people anything because it doesn't matter and they're just going to win, right? But we're seeing these themes rear their ugly head all over the country. I want to take you guys now out to Ohio. Ohio is a Rust Belt state. Guys, Hey, Frank, you ever go to Ohio? I don't go to Ohio. Not a very good place to visit. Uh, if, you have any, if there's any Ohio people watching, I'm sorry, but it's a dilapidated state. It needs help. It needs repair. Ohio's in trouble. The Rust Belt's in trouble. Manufacturing is gone. The dollar is up. Jobs are out. Crime is on the rise. Fentanyl, drugs, it seeps into these Rust Belt states. What does the major candidate for Senate, Tim Ryan, want to talk about and paint J.D. Vance as the enemy on? What does he want to say he is the champion of? Oh, defending the false flag operation of January 6th. That's the number one agenda item. That and killing babies is the Democrat platform. Don't believe me. Primetime debate. Here's we the had argument. 140 cops, United States Capitol Police, get injured. During the insurrection, when they tried to overthrow the government, beat them upside the head with lead pipes, spray them with pepper spray. The one video we saw, the cop got jammed into the, the door, right? J.D. Vance raised money for the legal defense fund of the insurrectionists. This is the kind of extremism, J.D., that we wholly reject. You have video posts. Don't even try to deny oh, it. Oh, we wholly reject. reject. Don't even try to deny it. We have you dead to rights. Yeah, guess what, uh, Tim Ryan? Nobody cares because in recent polling, it has shown that literally less than 10% of the electorate rates January 6th as a top five concern when they're going to the ballot box. But the Democrats are hell-bent. You see the January 6th committee. We had Roger Stone on the show the other day to discuss it. You see, all they do right now is keep that in the forefront. That's all they can do. And I said it at the end of Trump's term. They are going to usher in a new world order to, through this illegitimate regime, and they are doing January 6th. They are staging January 6th. So it is the one thing they can talk about to sweep away the narrative of election fraud. It is their counterbalance. Legitimate claims of election fraud. Oh, no, but you guys had an insurrection. That's dangerous. Oh, my God, threat to democracy. That is why January 6th on its face obviously would be conducted as a inside job by the feds. And that's why so candidates like Tim Ryan can carry out that narrative when he's getting beat on economic platforms. But guys, they always go after Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and strong conservatives like this. And this is the type of fighting that Republicans need to exhibit. Again, Republicans, when we go to debates, we have to fight the moderators too. So this is the type of new age fighting. I always talk about the spineless weak rhinos who take it on the chin, George Bush style, try to have decorum and all this. Those days are over. The Republican Party is, needs to be replaced by fighters who are going to stand up and be bold and set the tone from the beginning. So they set the tone, the voters vote for that tone, and then we hold them accountable and the politicians know that they got in because they were going to be a fighter. Not because they were going to be a go-along, get long squib. So we need more Marjorie Taylor Greens. Here's Marjorie Taylor Green. Notice how different her demeanor is from people like Katie Hobbs. Roll it. Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green there. Uh, you're well known for making controversial statements. Detail your process for vetting and fact-checking your statements that you make in public and post to social media. 
Can you tell me what's controversial controversial about defending this, the freedom of speech or what's controversial about um, defending our border or saying we need to, what, can you tell me, give me an example? No, you do this every time he we have no. a debate where you <laughs> a, I ask a, a question that's obvious and you're like, what you mean? You were kicked off of your committees for saying things were controversial. You've apologized for controversial statements, right? Those types of things. What oh, is your and, process? And, and, he, notice he said, he said, no, things that you say. I can't tell you any. I'm not going to because he doesn't have anything. He's reading rhetorical talking points. These people aren't smart enough to stand up toe to toe. That's why Katie Hobbs won't get on the stage because of that that exchange you're seeing there between Marjorie Taylor Greene and the moderator would be two governor candidates and Katie Hobbs would embarrass herself. The lowly moderator, nobody knows or care who he is. He's just going to fade off into obscurity. But Marjorie Taylor Greene there says, what have I done? Oh, well, you were kicked off your committees. Uh, what, because weak spineless Republicans did that and Democrats voted to censure you because you said something about January 6th? Oh, because they create a fake story. She says the truth. They say it's a threat to democracy when they're the ones who are eroding and killing democracy through their false flag operation January 6th. That's going to be the narrative roundabout for the guy at the press pool asking Marjorie Taylor Greene why she's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. You see the cycle? This is why the candidate and the Democrats say will not step into the ring with Republicans because people objectively, when they look at the candidates, know it is a bunch of BS. Now, we're going to go back to Arizona because we keep talking about Katie Hobbs. This is why Katie Hobbs doesn't want to debate Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake was asked by Dana Bash in that same day, that same show, about election denying. And listen to Carrie Lake again. Take it toe to toe. The new Republican Party. Frankie, roll it. Harris. Amy Klobuchar and Hillary Clinton, everybody on the Democrat side said the Ms. election Lake. had problems. Ms. Lake, there definitely sorry, has been it, some of that, but I want to say in 2000, Al Gore conceded. In 2004, John Kerry receded, uh, conceded. In 2016, Hillary Clinton conceded, and we didn't see that in 2020. That's the difference. And so the question is, Jane, are you Jana, undermining Jana, faith Jana. in elections by saying that the 2020 election was stolen when there's absolutely no evidence to support that. Dana, in 2018, Stacey Abrams never conceded she still hasn't. I don't hear CNN calling her an election denier. We have the right, it's protected with our First Amendment, to question our government and to question elections. No question about that. we still have the First Amendment. There you go. Incredible. That is how it's done. What do weak Republicans like Dan Crenshaw do? What do weak Republicans like Kevin McCarthy do? What do weak Republicans when he was in live, rest in hell, John McCain would do? (laughs) What would they do? Oh, it's a threat to democracy. No, you're in on it. You're on the take. That's why you're making excuses because you're playing the uniparty game. That's why Republicans right now are literally actively hurting Republican chances to win swing districts because they don't want a supermajority for the Republicans. I hate to break it to you guys. It's deep. It's sinister. They don't want a supermajority. They would rather Democrat candidates like this get in so there could be parity where they have something to fundraise and fight over. This is an organ. This is the Democrat governor candidate. She's a woman or a man. I guess we'll show it. This is the Democrat governor candidate. This is the platform that Republicans will soft kid glove treat because they want something to run against. They don't want us to pummel and win. They want stuff like this to continue to exist. Frankie, roll it. They need. But I will say for Portland in particular, in addition to making Measure 110 work, we need a meth stabilization center in Portland. We need a place for cops to take folks, not the emergency departments, when they are in a meth. Oh, amazing. Did you hear that? A meth stabilization center. <laughs> that is Tina 
Kotek running for governor of Oregon. They're now rating that a toss-up and participating in the debate. Maybe that's why Katie Hobbs won't participate. Because I guess Katie Hobbs uh, knows that she's her voice is more insufferable than Tina Kotek, right? And Tina Kotek, I guess, gets some pity points because people don't know whether it's a weak man or a lesbian woman, right, or trans, non-binary. So Tina Kotek says we need meth stabilization centers. That's the platform. January 6th is the platform. Guys, it is a joke. That is why they don't want to show up. And you say, who would vote for this? People in San Francisco right now are saying, I hear this. They're saying, we're done paying taxes until you clean up the 10 cities. Democrats are saying that. So there's a major shift. And the question is asked, when they look at these polling numbers, why aren't they doing anything about it? We're going to end this segment with this. This is Raphael Warnock versus um, versus um, our boy, Herschel. Walker, and this is him talking about, again, very simple question. This is why Democrats are getting embarrassed and many of them are not debating. We've never seen anything like this. Court packing. Should we change the Constitution to add Supreme Court justices? The public obviously stands against that. People in a swing state like Georgia stand against that. Listen to Warnock. Find middle ground. Hilarious. Some of your Senate colleagues have called for expanding the number of seats on the Supreme Court. In 15 seconds, quickly, sir, would you support this? What I what I support <clears throat> expanding. What, listen, the he had to buy himself time. I think that my job as a senator is to protect the rights of ordinary citizens, and for the first time, perhaps in my lifetime, we've seen those rights contract rather than expand. Whether we're talking about the reproductive rights of women or voting rights, and I'm going to do everything I can to protect the rights of the citizens of Georgia. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Mr. Walker, would you support like expanding this. the number of seats on the Supreme Court? In well, 15 seconds, sir. Yes, when you get in Washington, you have to become a leader. Being a leader, you have to make tough, tough uh, decisions. And you see on that answer there, he really didn't give you an answer. So my answer is no. <laughs> I love that. And see, see how easy it is? See the common sense to beat these bullies up? All they can do is swing, duck, and hide. They are losers. They are frauds. That's why they're not debating. They've never done so much fraudulent stuff as it comes to elections. That's why when we get on stage, we kill them. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Mike Crispy Unafraid. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie, how we doing? Oh, Man. Listen, 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 Jeremy, if you're out there, you know, I know we're, you're keeping us running a little late, but that's okay. We bring the sizzle as soon as we get on the air. Frankie and I never missing a beat, and you guys are never missing a beat. Want to thank everybody who's tuning in. We love, we every day, Frankie, every weekend we go, you know what we don't like about the weekend? That we can't be with the LFA audience, right? We miss you guys. Frankie said, I love going live. I miss it. I said, Frankie, come on. Frankie said, got to get this live chat pumping. Want to shout you guys out here. Lulu Red, hello. El Dooley in the chat. I think Jeremy was in the chat earlier. I saw that. We got Bargain Queen 14, as always. JL Jazz, 318 Rumbles, 640 watching. Go Rumble, thank you for the support. 332 Rumbles. Frankie, we're going to get to 500 by the end of the show today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Big time. Big time, guys. We bring the guys. sizzle. We bring the sizzle. Amanda Collins. Hello, Amanda Collins. Hope you had a great weekend. Guys, shout out to Amanda Collins, one of the greatest fans of LFA TV. We know. Uh, Jeremy goes, sorry, I'm always late. Jeremy, listen, we love listening to you, man. It's amazing. Um, it's, it's the LFA empire. We're building it. Um, and uh, as soon as we pop on the air, we pop off. We do it for you guys because we're so excited to get on the air for you. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. Almost 700 people watching right now. Hit that rumble button if you're coming in. It's all thanks to you guys that we have success, and it's thanks to our amazing sponsors. And today's sponsor of the show is 
CB Distillery, guys, and the new product called Synergy Plus. Um, these are crazy stressful times, so what's the solution to relax? If you haven't tried CBD, you haven't experienced complete relaxation. CBDistillery.com has the best CBD products, including their top-rated Synergy Plus collection. No prescription needed, and it's delivered to your door. You don't need a prescription, but this delivers a sense of calmness and well-being that'll make you wonder how you manage life without it. Come on, guys, you all need to relax a little bit, right? So, what could possibly be the what could possibly be this effective at taking the edge off life and deliver a level of chill you've never experienced? It's called Unwind Synergy Plus. THC and CBD. It's only available from CB Distillery and you must be 21 years or older to order. Unwind Synergy is a remarkably formulated with full spectrum CBD plus hemp delivered Delta 9 THC. All that science stuff, I don't really know. It sounds like it'll help you relax. I don't, you know, I'm always high energy, but you know, in my, in my downtime, I like to relax a little bit. You guys should want to too. So bottom line, if you use a little peace of mind and calm in your life, Unwind Synergy is for you. With over 2 million customers, CB Distillery is a source that you can trust. Visit cbdistillery.com, click Synergy Plus, and at checkout, enter LFA for 15% off. Again, LFA, 15% off, cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, South Dakota. Guess you guys in those states will just have to be high-strung at all times. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, no, guys, great stuff. Uh, modern medicine, old natural, CB distillery. Go check it out. Um, you know, take these, these f big pharma engineered drugs, real natural solutions. I always say, by the way, people say, Mike, how do you have all this energy? What do you do? All natural. Everything I do to relax and stimulate, it's all natural. I don't take artificial manufactured supplements. Uh, all natural life, sleep, clean diet as much as I can, right, Frankie? Um, and um, except for the Dunkin', <laughs> except for the Dunkin' Donuts every morning, but uh, never Starbucks, by the way. Libs. Um, so cbdistillery.com, go check it out. 700 people watching. I love it. Big segment for you guys here, especially with with breaking news as I'm coming into the studio. We ready, Frankie? Always ready. All right. All right, and we are back in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live on this Monday, October 17th. I want to welcome everybody in who's checking out uh, the, the car crash that is Democrats trying to be toe-to-toe -to -toe here with less than 30 days. Look at these people flounder. Look at these people stammer. Look at these people stutter. Look at these people avoid answering basic questions. You want to run to be the governor and you can't even get on the damn debate stage and answer questions? How are you going to be in the face of opposition when you're trying to run a state for citizens? How are you going to stand up to a lobbyist who's trying to buy you off? Oh, that's right, you won't. The Democrat Party exists right now because they duck and hide, steal elections, big media covers for them, and they cancel people off the face of the map who have a differing opinion. So my favorite thing is that really, and this is ratcheted up in the last year or two in big ways, but this was an article from last year, okay? This is a little throwback. So I want to start with this article from last year. They said the great hypocrisy, this is, was all the articles uh, during the Kaepernick stuff. The great hypocrisy of white right-wingers claiming cancel culture. Conservatives don't hate cancellation. They hate consequences for themselves. That was a great article. Uh, sarcastically, I mean that, of course. And they tried to juxtapose Colin Kaepernick being a shitty football player and the fact that nobody wanted to sign him, saying that it was cancel culture. They were trying to equate that to the fact that they debank, deplatform, uh, abuse people with the feds, all these things. They were trying to take the line and blur it in the middle. But guys, this is where we have gone from that time. They have got, as the media has covered more and more for the cancelers and said, oh, it's a right-wing myth, 
right? Just like climate change. Oh, right-wingers who deny climate change. Oh, right-wingers who say cancel culture. They create the definition. They do these things that make absolutely no sense. And then when cancel culture rears its ugly head and it's real, well, they say, oh, these are the consequences for your action because this independently unelected body uh, that is funded with your tax dollars, right? That's big tech. That's these banking institutions. That's these things. If they cut people off, well, then it's the conservatives' fault and that is the consequence. But guys, cancel culture right, is very much real. Cancel culture, as we do not fight back, and if we have politicians that are bought off by big tech, and you better believe the Paul Ryans of the world, the Ben Sasses of the world, the, the all these people, right, the Dan Crenshaws of the world, go look at their FEC. Big tech donates and funds these people, and then when they're in the they're on the House floor, they say, no, we can't fight back because it's free enterprise. We're conservatives, right? That's the twist that they pull, right? But guys, let me ask you if free enterprise is weaponizing the court system. We saw what happened to Alex Jones. We saw the fact that they're now taking him for $1 billion in court for him pointing things out about the news with Sandy Hook, which he apologized for. Is Rachel Maddow going to pay a billion dollars for lying about the Russia collusion hoax and manipulating the election with those lies? Is CNN going to pay for covering up the Hunter Biden laptop story? Is the U.S. government and Fauci going to pay for lying about the vaccine that's killing kids? Absolutely not. But this is Alex Jones' reaction. Again, they they are debanking him. They're trying to go after him for $1 billion. Here you go. Here's Alex Jones' reaction, Frankie. Everybody away from freedom and scare us away from questioning Uvalde and what really happened there or, or Parkland or any other event. And guess what? We're not scared and we're not going away and we're not going to stop. And there you go. literally for hundreds of thousands of dollars, I can keep them in court for years. I can appeal this stuff. We can stand up against this travesty, against the billions. of. There you go. Billions of dollars against them. They want to take somebody again. Think about it. It's called lawfare. Sue them, keep them in court, tangle them up, make them pay for lawyers, try to break them into submission and go away. That is their strategy. Not winning on the merits. Again, the debate is just it with all this whole with the spotlight shown on it, right? They don't want our opinions out there. Republicans, we love when the left has their opinions out there because of how stupid it makes them look when they open their mouths. But conservatives, it's silence at all costs. But here's what they do. Here's what they do. This is the this is where you have to be careful for the psyops here, okay? Because they're going to send people out like Barack Obama, okay? Frankie and I hate listening to Barack Obama talk. He's just ums and uhs. He's so slow. He's just so... I hate listening to Barack Hussein speak. But what they do is they trot him out, and now... People like Barack Obama are going to look to soften the blow. They cancel, they debank, they take them to court, they abuse them. People know it's wrong, but then they send out Obama to do this podcast interview and say, well, maybe cancel culture isn't really a good thing. Don't fall for it, guys. Don't think that Democrats are moderating their stances because they're going to send the Barack Obamas out there to try to manipulate them saying, oh, Maybe Democrats are kind of against this cancel culture, and if they kind of get reelected, maybe they'll tone it down a little bit because Barack Obama is saying lowering lower the temperature. No, they're saying it right now before the election because they want to lower the temperature so that when they win again, they could pound conservatives into oblivion like they never have before. It's what they always do and what I always call it on the show. Republicans do the opposite. They put all their cards out there, then they win or they lose, and then they would have had a bigger margin if they would have just waited one and then implement the agenda, right? But that's because the uniparty people sell us out. Listen to Barack Obama attempt to lower the temperature. Do not fall for this fraud. Roll it. It's, it's like, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, people just want to not feel as if uh, they are 
walking on eggshells. Uh, and 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 they want some acknowledgement that life is messy, and Talk that all faster, of us, Obama, at any given moment, uh, can you know uh, say things the wrong way, you know, make mistakes. Uh, Michelle talks uh, about her mother-in-law, or her mother, my mother-in-law, who is a, a extraordinary woman. But as Michelle points out, she's 86. You know, and sometimes, you know, trying to get the right phraseology when we're talking about issues, Michelle's like, that's like her trying to learn Spanish. Uh, amazing. Listen to that, guys. Do not fall for that. Frankie, it is a lie. That's uh. a lie. Guys, be careful. Moderates are going to see that. Oh, Barack Obama. Yeah, he's still the, they, they always trot him back out right before the election to try to act like a moderate, right? Remember all the people who voted for Barack Obama, the independents? Do not fall for it. That was Corey Graff. That line was not organic. He's saying that on the podcast because he's trying to fool independents. You know, Johnny come lately, right in the 11th hour. Oh, maybe they are not really for cancel culture. Yeah, because Barack Obama told this story about Michelle's mother, who's 86 and sometimes says things off culture, uh, off color rather. And if you want to cancel her, well, that's kind of like me being an 86. Maybe Barack Obama understands, right? Guys, Barack Obama is the fakest fraud you've ever imagined. Oh, he was raised in Chicago? No, he was. He actually was born in Kenya, raised in Hawaii. Lolo Sotoro is his adopted father, an Indonesian billionaire. He's not this kid from the hood who made it. Nobody's ever seen Barack Obama in college. Frankie, we'll do a special on this, I think. Barack Obama, uh, there's nobody ever remembered being in a class with him, right? Nobody's ever seen a picture of Michelle pregnant. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So it's a lie. It's fake. It's designed. It's manipulation. Barack Obama is trotted out there anytime they need to create this mod, this this guise of moderation, right, which doesn't exist. But real people from Chicago, real people from the hood, real black people like Kanye West, they want to speak up. And the left all of a sudden conspicuously ignores the fact that he's a black guy from the hood. I thought their opinions matter. I thought people like Kanye West should be celebrated because he is the epitome of a black man getting ahead in this world against all odds and being a standard bear but nope his opinion doesn't matter as a matter of fact Kanye West talking candidly is actually getting him canceled to Mike Lindell levels oh he's a crazy conspiracy theorist all this Kanye West too roll the clip you know what I'm saying JP Morgan I put 140 million dollars into JP Morgan and they treated me like so if JP Morgan Chase is treating me like that how they treating the rest no, of y'all that's outrageous Shoot. yeah and this is murder arrest for Chase accounts yeah that's what I'm saying. I am outraged. Mm -hmm. By the time people always, they want to calm it down. Because no matter what, you didn't yeah. break no law. I didn't break a law. No matter I didn't what, break the, a law. The bank shouldn't be a judge or jury on right. anything that's but going on. But this is, it's, right. it's like a social contract. Candace Owens has a word for it. I'm forgetting. But it's basically like they told Candace Owens she couldn't hang out with me. You know, I'm. There you go. Uh, what I like is uh, on that, uh, that's, is that Charlemagne, Frankie? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so funny, Charlemagne like, acts all tough when he's on the radio by himself, right, talking about BLM, talking against Trump. Charlemagne's a, a New York guy, so sometimes his show is on there, you hear it. Always talking pro-BLM, always anti-Trump. Um, Joe Biden said, you ain't black on the air, and he kind of just ate it. I, what I love about that interview specifically is that Kanye West is such a force that Charlemagne kind of backed down. You notice that? He's yeah, like, but, yeah, well, you didn't do anything illegal. Like, he kind of, like, acquiesced to him a little bit because Kanye is so strong. I, yeah. I, I won't give him much credit, but to slight credit, Charlemagne has, like, talked a lot of crap about Kamala and Biden since. 
Not that he helped in the t- at right. the time, but he's yeah, certainly but he started, woken he started, up. About yeah, he's it. woken, and hopefully he does wake up. You're right. Hopefully, maybe hopefully he does wake up about it. Um, you know, but I like, but it's good that Kanye again. Kanye is such a strong presence that no matter what he says, he's so, he's kind of like the he's kind of like Trump in the in the black community. He 100%. says these things, and nobody. Well, people will call it out kind of, but they know if they go too far, they're going to look stupid because Kanye will crush them. So Kanye is kind of like the black Trump. So he says that's good. Nobody. 100%. That's, like, that's, a, that's, that's why a hot take. people yeah. only respond to him on Twitter. Yeah. So know? that's why people are, that's why they're afraid of Kanye West because he has that kind of influence. It's like whatever he says, it doesn't hurt him. And people kind of don't want to fight with it too much because he has such a big fan base. That's why they're scared shitless. Sorry to part of my French, because he's saying these things. That's the whole story about Kanye. That's why they're afraid about it. He says that thing on the breakfast club. Think about it. Black America, you can be a black man, become a billionaire, and then they'll debank you and treat you like garbage because you say something that the power elite doesn't like. And again, not everybody's perfect, right? And they're going after Kanye West because he said this thing about Jewish people. He said, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. And again, not everybody, even President Trump, they didn't have strong words, right? I mean, sorry, all the right words. So did Kanye West kind of not pick his words perfectly? Yeah. You know, it wasn't the perfect thing to say, but nobody's perfect. President Trump wasn't perfect. Sometimes you misspeak a little bit. Now he says Jewish people, right? And they said, oh, Kanye West is going after all Jewish people. But in reality, he was probably talking about a couple of people specifically that he had a problem with. As again, this isn't, this isn't, you know, right. This isn't, you know, right versus left, this religion versus that religion. It. This is a class warfare. This is that the the elite, the globalist elite, and everybody else. So Kanye maybe was a little bit off with his wording there when he said, I'm going out, I'm going off on the Jews. He was talking about a couple people, but this is what the left wants. They want the cloud cover. So if you say anything about a black person, you're racist. If you say anything about a Jewish person, you're anti-Semitic, right? That's what they want to do. So we can't fight it on that level. We have to call out people individually who deserve it, right? But it's no excuse because, again, they say, oh, well, if you say this, you're anti-Semitic. This is Candace Owens, who is the newest anti-Semite. She's on uh, Tucker here. She got flack for this clip for being anti-Semitic because apparently anybody who calls out George Soros, who's totally evil, funding all these things, if you dare say anything about George Soros, you're now anti-Semitic. This is what they called her out on. Roll it. Yeah, or or you're just a person that that wants to make money. I think I really do believe that money is the root of all evil, and I think that George Soros is a person that cares passionately about money. I think he cares about becoming successful. I don't think hate is enough to drive George Soros. Of course, at the core of this is always hate, right? You have to hate America. You have to hate American society, right. or at least not care That's for it right. very much. But the sad part is, is that the people that are suffering are the people that live in Austin, people that have lived there for so long, there who are now suffering. So they, who they are said. They said that that was anti-Semitic. If you challenge George Soros, you're anti-Semitic, okay? That's what the le- that's what they want to do. They want to fight their battle for the New World Order on race and cultural religious lines. They want to play that game, divide and conquer strategy, right? Because there are good, there's good Jewish people, like remember Dr. Zelenko, who's calling out the COVID stuff. And then there's people like George Soros, right? Absolutely. But this is the game they want to play. Was Kanye West looking to usher in the nuclear holocaust? No. He said something. Big tech deemed it not good. They canceled him off the face of the earth. And listen to Candace Owens shred the argument about Kanye West being an anti-Semite, which he's obviously not. Roll the clip. ...demanded that the tweet be taken down for anti-Semitism. Now, if you are an honest person... You did not think this tweet was anti-Semitic. You did not think that he wrote this tweet because he hates or wants to genocide Jewish people. This does not represent the beginning of the Holocaust. That's if you're an honest person, you'll meet that. You, you will admit that, right? If you're an honest person, when you read this tweet, you had no idea 
what the hell he was talking about. I had, I had no idea when I read this tweet what the hell he was talking about. This tweet inspired questions, not answers. First and foremost, what is DEFCON 3? Did he mean DEFCON 3, which would be a military defense position, not an offense for those of you that are offended, a military defense position? Is he tweeting this because he's reading the Newsweek headline, calling him an anti-Semitic? Is he angry because he can't believe that he's not free to talk about people in his life who happen to be Jewish, right, without being accused of anti-Semitism? Is he saying, I'm not going to shut up and I'm going to keep tweeting and I'm going to keep calling these people out, there referring to his friends? It, it, really, it really is amazing. So Kanye West says that he's obviously referring to some Jewish people that he feels has wronged him. And the Democrats and the cancel culture mob says, oh, he's anti-Semitic. He wants to start a nuclear holocaust, right? Kanye West wants to start a nuclear holocaust. No, Kanye West just popping off on Twitter saying what he's saying. And again, if the word choice wasn't perfect, it doesn't mean he's anti-Semitic. It doesn't mean he should be debanked, which is what they do. It doesn't mean that he should be deplatformed, which is what they do. But again, this is what they do with Alex Jones, right? Kanye West stands for all these things. They take one little thing as the reason to cancel him, as the reason with Alex Jones's case to rob him for a billion dollars in court, right? One little thing is the reason. This is what the left and these deep state actors do. So do not fall for it, okay? I see people saying, oh, Kanye West shouldn't, on the right, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Guys, give me a break. Nobody's perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Everyone says things, but it doesn't mean that everything you say should then be canceled. It's absurd, okay? But that's what they're doing. Kanye West is such a threat to them that they will cherry pick one little thing that didn't even have a lot of meaning. They will cancel him off the face of the earth because they are deathly afraid of his opinion. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Mike Crispy on Afraid. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie, how we doing? Fired up. Fired up. We got 400 rumbles. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. The chat is excited. Chad is excited, guys. Uh, four more rumble, three more rumbles to reach uh, 400. Let's get to 400. Redneck1776 said he's a Nazi. Who are we talking about? Who's a Nazi? Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein might be a Nazi. Uh, George Soros is definitely. Uh, uh, wasn't George Soros given money by Nazis? I believe so. He, right? Yeah. So, guys, George George Soros, uh, total Nazi. Uh, right? What, what's the story, Frank? He was given money by the Nazis after uh, World War II? Yeah, I mean, he... I, I, I'm not a perfect, you know. I'm not. I'm not too affluent on uh, on the whole Soros train. Got it. But Trump's up with him. Yeah. You know. He's because George Soros, George Soros is not representative of, you know, anything good. He's not, he has George, all of the money. He has all of the money. Okay. He's not again. I would say it's like, look at Doctor Zelenko, right? Who died. Look at George Soros. Both Jewish men, right? Totally different, right? It, it, this is New World Order globalists versus people who are fighting for their country and fighting for independence, right? They want to divide us on race and generalize. Guys, this is all thanks to you. The reason why Soros was paid when he was a youth to rat on his neighbors. Jail Jess, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Soros turned on his own people. Larry Rhea, look, the crowd, look, the, the live chat knows what's I up. I love that. Right, the live chat knows. Guys, we appreciate you so much. Thank you all for tuning in. Going to read some chats here. Um, I like that the uh, the community here, uh, LFA TV, everybody's dialed in. Everyone know, knows what's going on. Miguel Ortiz won. Mike is killing it on LFA. You're killing it, Miguel Ortiz. Um, Kush N, I shared this on my Getter page to help get rumbles. I have a, lot, a low following. That's okay. Every rumble counts. Are we over 400 rumbles yet? 412. I love it. Thank you, guys. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> we're Go rolling to a break today. And we're rolling. Get us to 500 by the end of the show. We got a great segment here. We're talking about this Klaus Schwab is a Nazi too. All right, the crowd, the crowd, knows, sure. the crowd knows what's up. Um, the most based crowd, in uh, my opinion. Paul, Paul, shout out to Paul Ingracia. Paul Ingracia is a great guy, guys. He writes for American Greatness. Um, he's a, a friend of the show. Um, and President Trump actually read one of his articles and signed it and said, great job, and like uh, mailed it to him. So, Paul, I know I know that was a really cool thing that happened to you. Uh, shout out to you, Paul, because um, I know you're always in the chat, and I finally put two and two together um, that you've uh, you know been following us and hyping us up for so long. So thank you very much. Robbie Sunshine. Love Robbie Sunshine. Coming from Florida. That's how I remember that. Uh, Robbie Sunshine, thank you very much for sharing. Um, Nan77, thank you for bringing the truth. You know we're always bringing the truth. 660 watching. I'll tell you, what I love about LFA is that we hold the big audience. You know, Frankie, we start the show, we climb up in the sixes, we kind of hold steady between 650 and 700. You know, that goes to show that people are engaged in this. It's amazing. It really is. So guys, rumble this video, share this stream, follow us on social media. If you can't listen to every episode, go download the podcast. Okay, go punch in Mike Crispy on a frame. Apple, Apple iTunes, Spotify, download it, never miss an episode, okay? And there you go, Paul. <laughs> there you go. Great stuff. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. We're so grateful. Rumble this video, guys. Share this video on your social media. Interact with myself on social media, at Crispy on Truth, at Mike Crispy on Getter, Instagram, Mike Crispy NJ. Follow me right now. Never miss an update. We're posting the clips, doing all these great things. And Frankie, you got to get her in these things too. At Producer Frankie, if you want to follow Frankie on some stuff. Yeah, um, throw me, really a, throw me a follow. But I, I, somebody tagged you the other day. Like, I, I was checking out a, a, a Getter post on Friday, and somebody tagged at producer Frankie, and I'm like, oh, I forgot Frankie has social media. I do. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm there. Um, yeah, amazing. So, guys, uh, 660 watching. Uh, we're going to... We're going to end probably around 500 rumbles. So help us get to 500 rumbles. Big segment for you guys here. Democrats do not want to have arguments. All they want to do is steal elections and hide. So uh, speaking of stealing elections, we got a great segment for you here with what happens when an election is stolen. Frankie, ready? Ready to rock. And we are back in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy are coming to you live on this Monday, October 17th. Joined in studio by producer Frankie. And guys, we're talking about the fact that Democrats, here's what they do. They cancel you off the face of the earth. They debank you. They take you off social media. They do all these things. They don't show up to debate if they're a candidate. This is the strategy that was set in motion by the Biden regime when he was hiding in a basement and they stole an election, okay? This has been the ripple effect, the downstream. We have normalized candidates not campaigning. We have normalized people not defending their positions. We have normalized anybody with a position being canceled off the face of the earth and all of a sudden being liable for $1 billion in court. We have normalized a black man, self-made like Kanye West. He says something off the cuff about Jewish people. And so if you say one little thing about anybody, you're then anti that entire group, entire religion. We should cancel you off the face of the earth. This is the strategy by the globalist, the new world order elite. They want to divide us on race and gender in class lines. But in reality, these people are stealing elections, tanking our economy intentionally, creating massive inflation because they want to break down society and rebuild it in their image while we are all fighting here at the ground floor. That's kind of what it is, right, Frankie, pretty much. So guys, listen to Robert Kiyosaki. Some of you guys may have read his, he had a famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Listen to Robert Kiyosaki, um, who knows a thing or two about making money, the economy, and the world. Listen to him talk about what's going on right now in this country. This was just the other day. More people like him need to speak out and say things this bluntly. You're not crazy. It's totally true. Roll it. And um, 
he's a leader. If they try and put him in jail, I hope they don't, we'll have a civil war. Because this last election was stolen. <laughs> I had lunch last Saturday. Thank you. I had, I had lunch last Saturday with the uh, Secretary of State from West Virginia, and he says, America is watching Arizona. That's right. And they want to figure out how we handle it, because they know, he says, it's not fraudulent. It was criminal what they did. Boom. There you go. It's not fraudulent. It's criminal. We have never, guys, there's a reason why. In record numbers, you are seeing Democrat candidates not debate, not participate, not show up, silence other people's opinions. There's a reason why it's happening now. The reason it's happening now is because once they stole an election, right, that was the shot across the bow like you've never seen. Once they ushered in the COVID plague, right, this is all the end game here. This is the final shot. This is the final step. This is the last stand for these people. They're going to duck and cover while they implement the new world order, take everything we've ever had, everything we've ever known, and rob it from us blind. It's exactly what it is. Because Biden wants you to know, if you're concerned about anything going on, you're concerned about the dollar, you're concerned about this. No, 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 no. Joe Biden is concerned about the rest of the world. Listen to this globalist who doesn't care about America. They put him up there. They give him his ice cream cone to lick on for the optics. Oh, he's a good guy. You think that's an accident? Just like Barack Obama going on the podcast? This is the, the soft Joe moderate image. Oh, let the old man lick on some ice cream like a freakazoid. Oh, he's going to look endearing to the people, right? Hook, line, and sinker. But listen to him say the quiet part out loud. Roll it, Frankie. Uh, just one more economic question. Are you concerned about the strength of the dollar right now? I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. The internal. Inflation is worldwide. Worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth sound policy other countries, not so much. You hear this guy? Oh, oh, these other countries, all this. Oh, inflation's worldwide. Yeah, of course inflation's worldwide because all these global governance people want to literally destroy the dollars so they can usher in one digital currency system after they're done breaking down everything we've all known with one giant global digital passport system, all freedoms eroded, a militarized police and army force that is either transgender or they got the shot and complied their way in or they were kicked out. It's all the breakdown. So do, do believe Joe Biden every step of the way as he licks his ice cream like an old demented decrepit bat listen to that guy when he says I'm concerned about the rest of the world of course he is of course he is yes Frankie yeah. It's just like, dude, you're the president of the yeah. United States. We're asking about us. Right? We don't yeah. care. And, and so, and that is now, and that is now by the by the corporate media. It's racist. It's 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 selfish. If you ask about the state of America, oh, inflation's worldwide. I don't give a shit that inflation's worldwide. I'm worried about me. I'm worried about my friends in Ohio. I'm worried about my friends in Texas. I'm worried about the Rust Belt. I'm worried about my my uh, grandparents right now, whose retirement savings, poof, it doesn't exist because the dollar is worth twenty three cents of what it used to be 30 years ago, right? You rob the dollar, you rob everything. But guys, this is what they do. Again, this is it. Cancel, hide, distract, duck, steal an election. You get Joe Biden, white moderate face, fooling people, right? And then you get 
a regime in place that does not want to help the country. They say they pass things called the Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't do anything to help inflation. And when asked about it, listen to how they can't even get a coherent defense for something they say is designed to reduce inflation. Frankie, roll it. And a lot of Americans are curious when the so-called Inflation Reduction Act will really start to bring down inflation. So the, the many parts of the bill will start to take effect next year. For example, there are tax credits for energy to help people weatherize their homes uh, and also bring down other forms of energy costs. So we are focused on helping to make that transition oh. to clean energy. Oh, really? Oh, to, did you notice the reflexiveness of that stupid idiot, Cecilia Ruse, right? They are so dumb, they can't even defend the position anymore. She's like, who, me? How is it going to reduce inflation? And they go back to their climate change narrative okay because again it's covid it's global passports it's uh it's um they call it medical tyranny and then it's the climate emergency and you better believe that's what's coming next climate lockdowns this is for the climate oh the whole world has to kind of bite the bullet oh this is putin's price hike right it's affecting the whole world all one big mushy slush fund climate lobby making money doing nothing to stop anything because there is no climate problem because global warming global cooling whatever you call it has been used as a fake crutch to launder money for years. Ukraine conflict, these foreign conflicts have been used to launder money for years. The only difference now is that we have an illegitimate president because they stole an election and now when people's dollars is becoming nothing, all they can do is kind of reverberate back to, well, this is for the climate. This is their plan, guys. This is their plan. What are you going to do about inflation? Oh, well, you're going to get a tax credit if you weatherize your home. You think the people in the Rust Belt care about that? You think they care? You think in Ohio they care when Tim Ryan says, oh, January 6th, J.D. Vance supports January 6th. You think they give a shit? Absolutely not. U.S. inflation hit 8.2% in September, hotter than expected. Core consumer price index surges to 6.6%, the highest since 1982. U.S. futures drop after inflation data. Look at it on the board. Look at that drop. Does that look normal to you? Does that look normal? This is where they want to take our country, guys. They want to take it to an unrecognizably low point. Because in order to rebuild the country and the world in their image, they have to break it down to where it cannot be saved. And that's what they are doing. And it is all predicated on the fact that they took the election away from us, they stole it, and now they're ushering in the end game. It's exactly what it is. And a big piece of that was the corporate media covering up for the Biden crime family. And they don't have any remorse, okay? The same media people that will tell you that the Inflation Reduction Act is helping inflation and Joe Biden and the Democrats are close. It's a neck and neck battle in the midterms. Those people will, with a straight face, tell you that them covering up the Hunter, lap Hunter Biden laptop story wasn't election interference. Roll this clip. Let me give you an example. I believe they know this because I talked about it on air. I think that the Hunter laptop was worthy of more airing than it received right before the election. Either of you agree with me on that? Do you regret, do you regret, how about if I ask it this way specifically, do you regret not dealing with it before the election? Well, I mean, I think, I think we, the question is, we did deal with it, but to the degree that, you know, you would, you would have thought was appropriate. I think the answer is in the, in the final two weeks, you know, it was looked at, we did not know enough about it, there was not, you know, there was not within 
two weeks of the election, the ability when the messenger on that story was Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, yeah okay. Le yeah, oh, the messenger was Rudy Giuliani. Really? There are pictures out there, video evidence, text messages, all there. And they didn't do anything about it. Listen to ha him have no remorse for it. Listen to that. That was the hostile takeover, uh, takeover of our country. And big corporate media helped do that, okay? They helped. Because the only way we could have won that election in 2020, with all the cheating going on, was to overwhelm the system beyond, beyond reproach, right? And so they suppressed any attempt at that by hiding the Hunter Biden laptop story and the fact that the father was getting 10%, 10% for the big guy, a.k.a. the vegetable in chief right now. So this is what happens, guys. The media covers up. The candidates duck and cover. They silence people out there in the, in the public who want to have an opinion. And this is their strategy. They steal it and they usher in the end game of what they want to do that literally nobody supports. It's disgraceful. It's absurd. But this is how we got to fight back. We got to expose these things. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more to wrap up the show. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie, how we doing? We're doing. All right. Happy Monday. All right. Big Monday, guys. Big Monday. How many rumbles we got? 440 rumbles. Love that. Whenever we get 450 by the end of the show, I'm really happy. But guys, help us get to 500 rumbles. We are... Um, oh, here you go. Uh, let's do some live chats here because we got some good chats popping in here. 650 watching, 440 rumbles. Guys, rumble this video if you have not done that yet. It will help us big time. Please rumble. Literally, easy way to get us growing, to get this show to continue to be on the air, to get this show to even go higher, um, get us have more sponsorships, all these things. All you have to do is click that rumble plus button. It's free, it's easy, and it leads to us growing exponentially. So please do it. Plus sign on the app. I'm sorry, plus sign on your desktop. Thumbs up on the app, okay? So Nan77, thank you for helping us. Uh, JL Jass, um, always uh, great seeing you in the chat. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, was getting dinner together, but listening to the show. I like that. Getting dinner together early. We like that. Good, good, well-run household, it sounds like. Uh, Pat FNDR. Hey, Mike Bannon said this morning here, this weekend, Phil Murphy was going to run for president. Yeah, Phil Murphy. I knew he was going to run for president because he got hair plugs. Um, <laughs> so he got those hair plugs, clearly because he's planning on something. Next, he's going to have his teeth redesigned, okay? That's how you know he's doing something for his optics and his image. Uh, huge show. Uh, Minnesota in the house. Loving what you guys do. Uh, Nancy Ann 61. Great show, Mike. Thank you, Nancy Ann. Appreciate that. Um, we doing a two hour show today. No, we're not doing a two hour show today, Paul. We wish, um, we got Anna Price coming up right after this. So guys stick around. Her show is coming up right as soon as we're done. Jeremy, obviously a little delayed. Um, cause he had a lot of things to say. Anna's going to come up right after we wrap up the show. She's got a huge show for you guys. Do not miss it. Wrong thing. She's taking over LFA, sweeping LFA by a storm with her incredible analysis. So go rumble and follow her show and go watch it. She's incredible. All right, Frankie, let's do it. Red or rock. All right. We are back in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live on this Monday, October 17th. We've been talking about the fact that Democrats have literally duck, hide, distract, cancel opposition, not show up. We have never seen them so unengaged in what was previously deemed as necessary components of our constitutional republic. Participating in debates, engaging in public discourse, answering questions from citizens, right? That's what happens. Nope, not anymore, guys. Actually, all we do now is listen to corporate media 
guys, just like this is China, just like this is North Korea, listen to corporate state media, twist the narrative, give puff interviews to people who are literally destroying us, right? Like Fauci. And this is the result of that. Listen to this disingenuous joke. This is Anthony Fauci getting asked a puff piece question about what the biggest misconception about him is and him totally lying. We're going to show you this back to back. What a sham this is. But the media, as Fauci's retiring and it's like, dude, go away. They will not call it out. Roll this clip, Frankie. The biggest misconception about you. You know, I don't know, John. I think the misconception is that I was misleading people. You know, to say that I, who have been advisor to seven presidents and have never, ever veered one way or the other from an ideological standpoint, for somebody to say that, you know, I'm political. Yeah, political. I mean, that's completely crazy. Attorney General, you should be prosecuted. Yeah. (laughs) I have to laugh at that. (laughs) I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? (laughs) There it is. Look at this little worm. There it is, guys. Oh, Fauci, I've been seven presidential administrations. I have never been political. Yeah, he's mad about Rand Paul there. He just said that Rand Paul should be prosecuted for January 6th. What happened on January 6th, Senator, says Fauci. Guys, what a joke. Oh, he's never been political? How about all the meetings with Bill Gates, right? Because Bill Gates is totally not political. We talked about how Bill Gates, you know, the number one person who helped pass the Inflation Reduction Act was Anthony Fauci's good friend, Bill Gates, right? Totally. Who's pushing the vaccine harder than anybody? Bill Gates, right? Who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein? Bill Gates. Probably Fauci too. We just don't know that yet. But the media guys will cover for this man like it's state-sponsored North Korea type stuff. So here you go. Same interview. It's when Fauci is lightly challenged, this is how Fauci wiggles out of any doubt that he knew exactly what he was doing and he cannot be canceled or questioned or anything because Fauci is perfect. Roll it. In so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were. I think in some case, I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking me the question on. Well, did did we pay too high a price? Yeah, I would say that what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. This idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so. It does. Uh, We've lost. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? He at the in the same breath he says, "I don't want to. I, I'll never admit that I made a mistake." Because then it's twisted out of context. Because you cannot criticize Fauci. At the same time, he will then lie, 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 and say, "Actually, actually, the virus still affects children." Of course, yeah. Why? Because more children haven't died of heart attacks and myocarditis from getting the vaccine than children actually dying of COVID. He still can't admit it because nobody has held him to account. And I swear to God. After Republicans win these midterms, okay, if they do not hold Fauci accountable, put him on the stand and go after him for crime against humanity, then you know who the fakes are. You know who the globalists are. You know who the uniparty game players are. So do not fall for it, guys. Fauci needs to be held accountable. And the corporate media is a disgrace. And every Republican who goes along and doesn't call it out, who isn't calling out and pressuring Democrats to debate, participate, defending Kanye West, they are in on it too, guys. So here's what it is. Democrats don't want to debate. They don't want to participate. All they want to do is duck, 
cover, steal, weaponize the institutions. It is absurd, but this is how we fight back. We wake up, we share these shows, you go to MikeCrispy.com, you follow us on social media, you get the real truth and spread it, and then we overwhelm the system on election day. It's the only way. So guys, big start to the week. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Great episode, great rumbles, great engagement. Love you all, appreciate y'all. We are just getting started. Midterm season's underway. Oh, buckle up, it's about to get way more fun. Hope you have a great day.